a Podcast One production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. In this episode, we're talking about a man who has made headlines for decades now, Keith, today. Uh, I always thought his name was pronounced Jeffrey Epstein. Epst- but it's, Epstein or Epstein. So it, it doesn't matter? doesn't matter. Right, but I mean, the man who did die, by the way, two weeks ago now, and then there was a lot of controversy around whether he had hung himself in jail, which was reported from the jail, and then there was an, an investigation carried out, and it, it was found that he did hang himself. But, of course, there's conspiracy theories left, front and centre, because this Absolutely. guy was connected with Prince Andrew, yep. with Trump, with the Clintons, is a pedophile, I mean... It's, it's a remarkable story. Let me just say, um, going right back to your comment about how he actually died, he, he broke a bone, a very small bone in his throat. It's a pity we don't have TV. It worked better on TV when I was describing where the bone is. Now, you don't, as a rule, when you get hung, you don't break that bone. Whereas if you strangle someone you use your thumbs to break that bone. So that's why there was the controversy. There's a lot of controversy because a lot of people with a medical background are saying you will not break that bone just by hanging from the rafter in a prison cell. But didn't he lean forward with sheets? You know, you don't want to go into too much detail, but he put them around his neck, sheets, and then leant forward, tied them to the bed and then leant forward. So it was... Of course, there are some people who are actually saying he's not dead. So this is a guy who, born in 1953 in New York City, failed to graduate college, but was then employed at the Dalton School in Manhattan, uh, an elite school, high school. And the person who employed him was Donald Barr, who is coincidentally the father of the current United States Attorney General, William Barr. Uh, I'm going to be giving a lecture on, on Epstein, and it's going to be interesting to look at all the arrows and how one name gets joined to another. So right at the very beginning, fails to uh, graduate from college, becomes a teacher, and is employed by the father of the current Attorney General in the United States. For a coincidence, this is... And his life goes through on this. So he is described as a hedge fund manager, but there is no company filings suggesting that he's ever been a trader on Wall Street. So there is a big question about where did he get his money may not have been from uh, hedge fund trading because he's not recorded as being a hedge fund manager. It's been suggested that he was linked to intelligence agencies, which would certainly solve a lot of problems because if he were working for an intelligence agency, he could be using his role as a paedophile and as a sex offender to be able to entrap VIPs who would then be of interest to intelligence agencies. Right. Oh, this gets... Wait, I know, this is murky. This is really murky. It is really murky. murky. It It is really murky. Let me just say that the reason why this has come to light originally, this was just over a decade ago, in 2005, a Florida mother got suspicious about her 14 year old daughter and her new source of wealth. So she had a lot of cash uh, on her. And the mother reported this to the local police. It was an excellent police investigation. The police did their duty, but the victims were let down by the lawyers. So the police staked out the house without alerting the suspect. They cleared through all the garbage, checked on, made a lot of 
preparation. So this is Southern Florida. This is where the elite live. But the police were obviously not deterred by the fact that they were dealing with a VIP. They uh, did a great investigation, came up with a lot of evidence of misbehaviour on the part of Jeffrey Epstein. The matter went to trial. Uh, There were 36 victims, some as young as the age of 14. And in 2008... Epstein was sentenced to 18 months, of which he served only 13 months. So this is a a moment of controversy. This is a guy who is a convicted sex offender getting off with a slap on the wrist. And he was put into a prison, which let him out during the day, so he could then go to his office, conduct his business during the day, and then come back and sleep in the prison as though it were a motel at night. So how did did this make headlines at the time? There was a lot of controversy, but it was a local story. I paid tribute to the Miami Herald. They've had a good set of investigators on this as journalists all the way along. Right. So full marks to the local newspaper. Incidentally, obviously that was a a plea deal of some sort. So much the horror of the police, the lawyers did a deal with the lawyers of Epstein and the lawyer who did the, the negotiations was Alexander Acosta, who was appointed by Donald Trump as the Labor Secretary in the Trump cabinet. Again, you know, when, you know, talking about all these lines sort of crisscrossing each other. And this is what the thing is about this gentleman is that, well, not gentleman really, can't really use that no. word, but the, the fact that he's just so connected. So well connected, unbelievably well connected. So Acosta was criticised at the time, but the story died down. And then when you had President Trump getting elected, the president-elect's recruitment team interviewed Acosta and said, look, you're being considered for a cabinet position. We've checked you out and there is this problem with your leniency when you were the United States attorney for the Southern District of Florida. And Acosta said, yes, he was given a very lenient statement by we lawyers, partly because he had an excellent legal team, such as Alan Dershowitz, who just retired from Harvard, and Kenneth Starr. Kenneth Starr is the person who went after the Clintons, remember, over Whitewatergate and then over Monica Lewinsky. Mm. So Epstein employed these two big lawyers as part of his defence team. So Acosta said he outlawed us. You know, we're, we're just humble government lawyers. He was bringing in these big guns. So we, we settled on 18 months. Also, Acosta said, and it has not been removed from the record, I was told that an intelligence agency was involved, therefore I had to lay off him. Hence, And so the recruiters working for Donald Trump said, well, look, we think it's safe for you to employ him as the Labor Secretary. So he then enters the Trump cabinet and continues, you know, to operate as the Labor Secretary. And then in the last few weeks, as you've identified, the Epstein matter has become big news in New York and suddenly Trump has said, look, to Acosta, you're toxic, resign, because you're, you're drawing so much negative attention to my administration, leave. And so Acosta has, has resigned as Labor Secretary because of the deal that he had done in another capacity a decade ago with Epstein's legal team. And let the pedophile off. Well, now, let's go back a step because was, was 
when you this time you're talking about that ten years ago, was he already convicted of pedophilia? No, no. That's how he went onto the sex offenders list. So as a result of the Florida court case. He became a convicted sex offender, which meant that he had to report to the police twice a year. Nothing in between, no monitoring, no bracelets or things around your, your ankles. So he spends 13 months in a motel, locally called a prison, doing business during the day and then sleeping at the prison at night. And then now he's re- obliged to report to the police twice a year, presumably to say, I have not Reoffended. The problem comes, he has reoffended, which then brings us into the current batch of cases which has caused all the problem for Acosta and for Donald Trump. Well, this sounds like a good time to just have a quick break <laughs> and then we're going to delve into that one, Keith. Right. This is Global Truth with Dr Keith Souter. In this episode, we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein or Epstein, however you want to pronounce it, very, very high-profile death in New York jail a few weeks ago. A lot of conspiracies around this guy, whether he had committed suicide as per the announcement from the jail, and then there's a lot of questioning of it, and then Trump comes out on Twitter and then says that the Clintons have their fingerprints yep. all over it, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's just ridiculous stuff, but, hey, we're delving into today just who this guy is because he was because it's been such a big story. And uh, you obviously he's a convicted pedophile. That was 10 years ago. But then there's been a more reoffending in recent times, yeah. Keith. So the, the attention now moves from southern Florida up to New York. First, so, first of all, just quickly, how did he, when did he become friends with Trump and uh, now, the Clintons? Well, the Trump link was several years ago, right? Now, some people have been saying that we're getting all this attention on Epstein now to embarrass Trump. But Trump, to his credit sacked Epstein. So obviously Epstein had misbehaved himself on one of Trump's Florida properties and Trump said, I don't want any scandal, just get him out of here. There is a well-known now, well-known, notorious piece of film footage with a very young Donald Trump besides a very young Jeffrey Epstein, right? But Trump had Epstein banned. He didn't explain why, he just said he's banned. The presumption is that there was obviously some sexual irregularity on a Trump property, And so Trump said, look, just get him off and he's banned. So Trump tends to come out of this a lot better. You've mentioned Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton made a number of trips on um, Jeffrey Epstein's private plane, which was called the Lolita Express. So Epstein, in his will, so he made his will on August the 8th, 2019, and then was found dead two days later. The will refers to, we assume, something like half a billion dollars of assets. Whoa. And it's been suggested there's even more money in offshore bank accounts. I'm sure with the kind of character he is. Plus, he's got a series of homes. So one of the homes was in Knightsbridge, West London, a very nice area. And there's a notorious piece of film footage of Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, the son of the of the Queen, waving goodbye to a girl leaving that apartment, leaving Epstein's London apartment. And this was in 2010. So this was well after the court case. When Epstein was a known sex offender, Prince Andrew is still consorting with Epstein. And yet, by the way, and just to add to this, there is there have been some publications that have alleged that that person leaving the 
Epstein's house was Catherine Keating. Ah, oh, right. A yeah. trash magazine, you yeah. know. You know? Yeah. And I'm not sure so if there's any... the daughter of uh, very much Australian alleged. Prime Minister. Yes, yeah. but they're trying to identify the girl in the yeah, photo. exactly. Mm. So we get this series of court cases now occurring in New York. So New York now has the Crime Victims Act, which gives all past victims of child sex abuse a year in which to sue their abusers, irrespective of how much time has elapsed. So in the United States they have a statute of limitations, as we do in this country. You've got to bring a court action within, or complain to the police within seven years. After that time, the evidence is stale, the witnesses have disappeared, etc. When Australia created its Royal Commission into institutional abuse of children or, or the response of institutions to the allegations of abuse to children, to give the full name, the statute of limitations was lifted. So it enabled then these what were called historical sex charges. Like the George Pell one. Like the George Pell, Mm. then to be reviewed by this Royal Commission. New York has now followed the Australian example. So in New York now, um, you've got a year in which to come forward and make the allegations, and that's what's happening. So you've now got a number of women who have made allegations regarding Jeffrey Epstein. So this is separate from the um, matters that went on in southern Florida. So remember, he's got a New York mansion. (laughs) I feel a bit like a real estate program. He's got a Knightsbridge mansion, a Florida mansion. He's got one in New York, and that's where the offences generally were taking place, or procurement. So in other words, that he employed women to look for young girls. Uh, So one of the women who've been linked in all of this is Jezane Maxwell, who is the daughter of Robert Maxwell, a crooked media magnate in Great Britain who died in mysterious circumstances. He fell off the back of his yacht. But if you looked at his yacht, you'd need to be an alpine climber to be able to get up to the back of that to fall off. So he died under mysterious (laughs) circumstances. That's the father. And now her friend Geoffrey has also perished under mysterious circumstances. Circumstances. She sounds like a stand-up citizen, Keith, this woman. <laughs> so she procured young women for so them. She, well, that's the allegation. Right. Now, this is, takes us back to Florida because not only was Epstein a sex offender but also there was a network of people, including this Ms Maxwell, allegedly, who had gone around recruiting the young girls. Why weren't these co-conspirators questioned? Yeah, and how young were the girls we're talking? Well, 14. Some of them are young as 14. Now, in New York, you've already got now three legal actions, if you like. The first was a criminal charge against Epstein himself. With his death, that now lapses. So that's gone. However, New York authorities have said they will continue with allegations relating to the co-conspirators. In other words, they will do in New York for the New York offenders, alleged offenders, what was failed to be done by Alexandra Costa in Florida. So they're going to look after or look out for the madams and others who recruited young girls. And then thirdly, there will be civil actions by victims seeking to get some of that compensation of the half a billion US dollars that Epstein left. The, the figure is $577 million. American dollars. So they are going for um, civil actions. You may remember a quarter of a century ago, O.J. Simpson was involved in 
the murder of two people. He went on a criminal charge and he beat the criminal charge. He was set free. The next of kin then went down through the civilian, a civil court and sued O.J. Simpson and won. O.J. Simpson then fled the local area and ended up in Florida where he's had all sorts of other problems down there. So you've got these two strands. You've got the criminal and you've also got the civil. So the civil results usually in some sort of cash compensation mm. for the alleged offences because clearly for perhaps the next that maybe the next decade there will be people trying to get their hands on some of that $577 million. Yeah, and I imagine a lot of those women that come forward would, well, depending on the base of their story, would have a, a, a lot to claim. Yeah. So Virginia Guthrie, uh, uh, Virginia Roberts, who now lives in Queensland, was involved with allegations in 2015. So they're going to have to be checked out as well. And she might also get some money from this. In regard to, let me just say, going back, we were talking earlier about Prince Andrew, Duke of York, being in Epstein's London apartment at Knightsbridge. Allegations were made to the New York Metropolitan Police and they never followed them up. So Epstein lives a charmed life. So he's a good friends with, with Bill Clinton. He's good friends with the lawyer who went after Bill Clinton, right? Just quite bizarre. Uh, so he's well connected with Bill Clinton, not so much Hillary, but certainly with Bill, who was flown out to this guy's private island in the Caribbean. He owns an you owned an entire island. So you've got that name, you've got Trump's name, although Trump has severed connections with Epstein years ago. So he's probably a lot more in the clear than than Clinton would be. And you're going to be getting other names, I'm sure, being mentioned during these civil proceedings as the young women come forward and make their allegations. Now, no doubt as well, by the way, is it just those names, the big names, that have made him such a headline? Without his connection to Trump and Clinton and Prince Andrew, would I, anyone care about this guy? Well, I think also the Me Too movement has changed the dominant paradigm, if you like, that mm. quite suddenly we are far more alert to issues of sexual predator than we were previously. So this is so he's also been caught up in the Me Too movement issue as well. So it's really been a, a, a good spin-off from the Me, Me, Too, Me Too movement. Keith, fascinating stuff as always. Thank you. This has been Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. It's recorded in the studios of Podcast One. Producer is me, Kate Mack. Production assistance by Matt Dwyer. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. And for more episodes, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au or download the Podcast One Australia app. 